Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey. It's Todd. How you doing? Well, my guest this week is Paul F. Tompkins, and this was really one of my favorite shows. I love, um, I don't know how you feel, but I love to be able to be really silly and then talk about an issue and, you know, sink our teeth into it and just go all over the place. As I've said a million times, that's what we do offstage. So I felt like we did that. We broke into two parts because... um, I'm going to be on the road for a little while, and I just wanted to make sure I was covered. So part of it will play this week, and then part of it will play next week. But I really, uh, oh, a fun show. I really enjoyed it. And I'm going to start listening to Paul F. Tompkins' podcast because uh, a lot of people have told me that. They're like, you got to listen to Paul's top podcast. You will love it. And we joke in the show about, I think it might be in the second half, how it's high-friendly. And... um I remember people begged me to watch Waiting for Guffman. And I don't know, for whatever the reason, I just kept not listening to it. Well, you know, I never rented it. And then finally I rented it. I'm like, oh, my God, no wonder. So, and I recommend the same to you to listen to Paul F. Tompkins' podcast. Uh, I'm not going to say the name of it because I know I'll say it wrong. All right, so there we go. You ready? Remember, we had to break it into two parts. So at about, just so you're ready for you going for the descent at about an hour and 32 minutes and 30 seconds. That's where we go in for the deep. That's where we break. And then next week, the rest of it. All right, I'm talking too long. It's enough already. It's enough. And by the way, when you do the washcloth thing, you got to really stop. You can't just get a hot washcloth, put it on your face. You got to stop, stop. You're at the table. You're getting ready to eat. You get it really hot. <sighs> Breathe in. Let it out. I don't care if it's a bowl of cereal. You will go, <sighs> just really enjoy it. Stop. <sighs> ah, 
in and out. Maybe it's lazy yoga. I'm not going to do yoga. I get it. It's probably great. Everyone tells me about it. I know it would be good, but I'm just not going to do it. Maybe this is a, a lazy version to let it out and just enjoy that simple moment. All right? You people, you're good. And uh, there we go. Enjoy the show. Now entering Nerdist.com. I love it already. I'm very excited. Uh, yeah, hey, Todd. It's Nick Swartman calling again about doing your podcast. Hello? The entertainer's entertainer, Todd Glass. Is Paul F. Tompkins on the show today? Hey, hello? Hello. 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 Listen, man, I really want to come on the podcast. I've got stuff to promote. Well, Zach Alvinakis is on the show. Central presents. Oh, Comedy Central's on the show. Sir. Just listen to the jingle. Brian Regan. Jesus. Brian Regan. Again. Oh, Brian Regan. Okay, it's Brian Regan. Brian Regan. You don't want me to do the podcast. Okay, Brian Regan. I thought it was Paul F. Tompkins. I don't know. Let me know. By the way, this is people's favorite part of the show, they say. I read the tweets. That's the way you work. Has someone actually said that? A lot of people. From the beautiful Listen to my new drum roll, Paul. It really, it's exciting. Oh, you got a new drum roll. Listen. What happened? Start it over. But but don't edit this out. Here's what happened, folks, and we're going to be in real time. I have a new intro. And, uh, you know, and, 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 uh, and Chris did not play it. And I think it's worth starting over again. But I, th- I want the audience to hear what happened. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, that, that, the, a new intro in addition to the old intro? No, it's that intro, but we changed it a teeny bit <laughs> at the end. So you edited the old intro. You, you don't have a new intro. Oh, my God. How dare you? Look, the public has a right to know. <laughs> I love it. We turned this into a half an hour conversation about my intro. <laughs> Todd, your intro, you've always had good intros. Uh, our, our guest today is Paul F. Tompkins. Let's roll it in right from the beginning. Now they have to hear it all over again. They get to hear it all over again. Thank you. Hey, it's Zach. Thank you. Listen, man, I really the podcast. I've got stuff to promote. Entertainer's entertainer, Todd Glass, everyone. Oh, Jimmy Kimmel. Comedy Central presents Todd Glass. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, hey, Ooh, a little pitchy. What if I was trying to impress you by yelling at everybody all, all the whole show, Paul? Hmm, a little pitchy. Again. Hmm. Oh, I thought you said a little pixie. No. And you were referring to Nick Swartz. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, a little pixie. Drop by to say hello. Listen. If you don't fucking call me back this time, then don't call me ever again, because we're done. Here's the new intro. We're done. The new part. Take care. It's exciting. From the beautiful La Cienega Strip. It's fun. High atop Black Horse Motors. It's the Todd Glass Show. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. And you didn't have the afterwards. Was it didn't come back into music. Really it? <laughs> <laughs> Just that timpani under the guy saying, first of all, La Cienega Strip is not a thing that exists. Paul? You're on it right now. Shh, I'll handle him. <laughs> I got him. He's an old Philly guy. I'm good friends with him. <laughs> I got him. Like we're I, I, I talk I his language. I got him. Uh, <laughs> hey, Paul, you're in my turf now, motherfucker. <laughs> also, I'm not in. I'm not in the. I'm not one of the sound drops in the intro. That hurts me because I don't have one from you yet. I, I. You don't have a phone call, a voicemail that I left you that you said was so hilarious. You're going to play it on the show. I think I did. 
Yeah, you couldn't put it into the intro. I you opened my show. Then you were Sarah my- steals my uh, angry voicemail thing. Hilarious! I know I'm the first person to ever do it. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> you 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 guest hosted my first show. <laughs> um, so here's the deal, Paul. I want you to relax. I went. I was very excited to have you here today. Yes. Oh, you just give, di- you give direction right in the middle of the show? What is this, a shit show? This, oh. thing, this is one of those other dumb podcasts with a ball mic? <laughs> <laughs> a snowball? All right, we're all good. We have a nice studio today. For a while, we started, very nice. we started getting, I mean, uh, the atmosphere. We started getting more and more guests. You know, like, and mm-hmm. I love when one or two people are here, three. Last week was like six. Now, my, now I'm too loud. But you know what? No, no it's okay. Uh, which one's mine? Could you turn me down a yeah. little? I'm sorry. Um. This is the only thing I really don't want like doing. Like, I always think, well, it's part of the show, and I could imagine the audience going, "All right, every week with the headsets." But <laughs> just because it's a part of something doesn't mean that they are a fan of it. <laughs> you will not get any tweets saying, "Oh, I love when you guys test the levels of the mic," <laughs> even though it could be edited out. We have a caller. I'm not even joking uh, oh, around. I swear really? to God. Oh, great. Fantastic. Hello? Is that Paul, Paul Tompkins? First of all, I'm a big fan of your work. Oh, thank you very much. But I got to admit, hmm. and I know, you know, I don't agree with Todd, but I really like when they play with them microphones. Oh, well, there you go. I stand corrected. Me and my wife, we love it. Like, if they would just play with the levels for an hour and a half. Yeah, you and your wife just sit around and you listen to the podcast together? And or you listen to it separately? Well, my wife has since passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, it's not the worst thing in the world. She was a little bit, uh, she was, well, listen, make a long story short. All right, that bit's over. <laughs> oh, I love getting out of bits. And sometimes you should. I love, <laughs> I love getting out of bits. Well, why do I have to stay in it? It's not fair to my audience. No, no, say, well, you say you say it as if it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. Well, you just dropped it. It's not like you did, you uh, got out of it in some artful way. Oh no, I mean that I love not. I love not having. Yeah, to get you love out giving of. up. I love giving up. Yeah, it's fine. Oh my God, mm. you are full of piss and vinegar today. That's right, both. <laughs> I love. I'm still like. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. I got this guy. He's one of my guys. <laughs> one time my principal said that I had a fake red light and I would pull people over when I was in high school. And I, I pulled my principal you were in over. high school. Mm-hmm. I, I looked were you like aware I was... of the danger you were putting yourself in? Let me, let me exp- Paul, you seem to think that's a good question. I li- well, it, I saw you point at Daniel and then I pointed at him. Okay, huh? Because it seemed like a thing that would make me feel powerful. And guess what? <laughs> it did. <laughs> Let me because everything me, stopped. Like you pointed and it stopped. Yeah, and I, and pointed, then I got really and nervous and fast. <laughs> Hold right. on, everybody. Shh. It's too much noise. Um, <laughs> a lot of crosstalk. A lot of crosstalk. A lot of crosstalk. Let me. Let me. I'm, I, my new thing is I try to drive the show straight. I went to say something about our studio today, and then we're going to answer your question about the, how dangerous the ride along was. You don't want to leave too many dangling threads. Thank you. <laughs> that that could have been one right there, but I'm not going to let it be. I know you wanted to go I, after it so badly. Okay. God knows I've got a. I could do some witty. Uh, banter on threads. You don't have anything to prove here. Thank you. <laughs> so the studio today is um, just our regular crew, and uh, and Blake uh, Blake Wexler is here. So it's a nice calm. Blake, hi. We started to have five or six people, and uh, I'm, we're back to just the basics. Like almost a studio audience. We started to have like five or six, seven people. It was mm-hmm. a little a little much. People were crunching and moving. Oh, I hate the crunching. The crunching yes, is what I get to. All right, so listen. Why is everybody crunching all the time? <laughs> you know what? That's a good question. Our guest is Paul F. Tompkins. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Paul F. Tompkins. All right, listen. We're back. <laughs> listen. So I need a copy of that. Am I a, Wait, do you, Paul? 
I am so excited. I have so many little jingles for you, oh, and, and we're going to get to them in one second. Thank you. I can't wait. <laughs> Thank you. I got here early today just to, just to hear the jingle guy's jingles that he sent me. Lynn Shore. You, you moved our recording time up an hour. I did. Is it because you were so excited? Because they were ready earlier than we thought they would be. The, the here at the were hot off the press. Yes. Well, oh, the jingles were ready. Yeah, the jingles were ready earlier than I thought. And by the way, when you say this is a dealership, and, and don't, don't think I'm being like sensitive about it. I always tell people so they don't think – I used to say dealership, and then they got here, and they went, oh, it's not – I pictured it was like a Chevy dealership. They go, it's more of a car showroom with, like, antique old cars. Oh, I see. That sounds better, doesn't it? It's hard, It's more difficult to say. Could we tweet right. some pictures of there must the be surroundings? A, but please, I'm talking over here. <laughs> what did we just say about crosstalk? It is – by the way, I did hear it last week, and it can be mind-maddening. Yeah, it can be mind. It is maddening. the worst thing in the world. I mean, it really. It's you know what it is. Well, guys, what I, I want to say about like cross talk. Here's the thing: is you, that I, mean, I feel like there's the a more problem. An audience will put up with a lot. Saying, but they you won't. Know, well, yeah, a, and there's a, a certain like, time is when he gets too much. It's just overwhelming. Uh, there's got to be. I think you have to. People, even if it's antique cars, here's what do. That's what I think. I understand this. Where are the bailouts? Okay, we'll take a break. No, we won't. So, love getting out of bits. Am I aware? Hold on, everybody. I'm doing a good job. I'm doing a good you job. You are doing a good job. Oh, my God. Fiona Apple listens to the show. I want to say hi. All right. So, Daniel. I bet she doesn't listen to my show. Um, I bet you don't either. Son of a bitch. You know what? We're going to talk about that later. We You're going to feel about stupid. That later. You're going to feel so fucking stupid when we talk about it. So, are, do, am I aware of the danger of police ride alongs? Did, did the words. <laughs> this better be about my fucking police ride along. Just ask him. Yes. Am I aware of the danger of police ride alongs? Because yeah, he asked me that before. Okay. It wasn't right. poli- police ride alongs, it was impersonating a police officer. Okay. I'll answer both of those questions. Those, that phrase has never. I think had... one is way more dangerous than the other. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you the truth? Yes. I think the police ride-alongs are more dangerous. Okay. I, I would hope that you would always tell me the truth, Todd. <laughs> right, you then know you what would I, treat me with that much respect. Paul, <laughs> I dealt with you before, and I'll... <laughs> <laughs> Please let me... We meet again, Todd Glass. Okay. Pulling people over. Uh, yes, I'm aware of the uh, how dangerous it is. Now, as an adult, I would not do it. As an adult, I wouldn't do it. Uh, but when it's more believable that you would be a police officer. You know, when you were a child. See Chris over here? <laughs> yeah. That's what I looked like when I was in high school. <laughs> a beard? And he's 19. Chris, how old are you? 19? 19. So I look like him. No one ever thought. No. Chris, are you pulling people over? Yeah. I stopped telling I people so. my age when I was 23 on stage because people would go, shut up. And I would get mad at people in the audience. I would go, you want to see my fucking ID? So I'd go, Todd, maybe it's a good idea not to Because they thought you were they older. Were, they, they thought, thought I was older. a lot older, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so I wouldn't do that anymore. I was young, and I had a red light that my friend Adam Gordon bought me, and I would pull people over, and I pulled my principal over, and I couldn't believe it when I got up to the car. I was like, motherfucker. And I had a line. I would say, you know what? Now as an adult, to give you the line. What would be oh. the thing that you would typically do? You would let people go with a warning? Because you didn't have a ticket book. Right? No, I didn't have a ticket book. <laughs> so you would give him a hard time. I would let, s- let me lie. You shut up. Let me, <laughs> let me imagine what you did, right? Okay. This is what? How old were you? Um, 19, 20, 21. No, wait. Oh, no. By the time I moved to L.A., I stopped years? doing it. I did it oh 17, 17, 18, and 19. Oh, did you have a uniform? Seriously? No. Okay. Yes. I had a blue blazer. Clothes. A blue blazer. No, close high school kid. A blue windbreaker tucked into my jeans because that's what a lot of like undercover cops wore. Tucked into your jeans? They do it. Really? I don't know why, but they'll tuck it in. Like, it'll say, like, LAPD on the back, and they sometimes tuck a blazer into their jeans. Yeah, that's weird. Not a, not a, not a blazer like you'd wear out to eat. No, a a windbreaker. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Paul. Back to you. So you would you pull them <laughs> over, and you'd, like, swagger up to that car, right? First, you would make them wait a little bit. 
Yes. Right? Yes. Let him, let him, oh my God! You, yes. You let them sweat. We, we love you that let, part. You look for the you look for the beads of sweat on the back of their neck. Mm-hmm. Then you would get out of the car. You would swagger up there, like really take your time, so they could hear <laughs> the footsteps on the asphalt. Then you, uh, if if they had the window rolled up, you give them the the finger in the air to roll the window down, right? Mm-hmm. The twirling thing. And then um, oh, it bothers me how well you got it. So <laughs> oh, come on, <laughs> like if I was a kid and I was doing this and I was really savoring it, right? And also because to keep your nerves in check, you have to like do everything as as deliberately as possible, so you can just keep a hold of yourself, right? So they roll the window down, and the next uh, part you'll never guess. <laughs> I'm gonna say never. You would wait for them to ask, is there a problem, rather than you say something right away. I would say this. I'm going to have to get up and bend over like I would into their window to really get into the... Uh, <laughs> sure, okay, okay, so like you know how the cop bends down and sort of gets to your level? Yeah, yeah. Okay, As go. the super nanny talking. Wait. I, yeah, the super nanny, which, by the way, still love the show. Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on. Instead of talking about that and then getting back to this... Make a note. Super nanny. There we go. I'm doing good, folks. You're Did you have a flashlight with you? Shh. It's about the cop story. Sure. I don't care. <laughs> Everyone be quiet while Todd writes this I'm down. trying to keep peace <laughs> And people listening to this at home also should be quiet while Todd writes down <laughs> <laughs> So as an adult I realize the danger of this I feel mm. the need to Because the minute I do it You're all going to go ah, And you justifiably should Because here's what you're going to say Todd as an adult you shouldn't You, you know we're proud of you yeah. But you should have known as a 19 year old You're right Yes, but mm-hmm. I didn't. Yes. I, it was so much fun. You know, I compared to <laughs> I like rock how you climbing. Started, we're proud of you for figuring this out. I compared to rock climbing. Like I get it. It's so fucking dangerous, but the thrill. Sure. E- even police ride-alongs think Absolutely. about it. You know how dangerous they are. But it, the fun of it God. Is, how about getting in an elevator? You don't right. know what's going to happen. Thank you. It feels great. <laughs> a glass one on the outside of a building. That's a thrill. It is. Well, here's what I did. You ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I go up to the car. Now I forget. I'm. I'm I, I'm pretty close because this was many years sure. ago. This is like of 20 course. years ago. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're good at math. Listen, uh, the reason we have uh, unmarked cars is so, you know, we can uh, ca- capture activity like that, which you probably wouldn't have done if I was in a marked car. Uh, how you doing tonight? Is there, you know, and then I would just sort of, I would do the whole thing about why we have unmarked cars. Just to right. get rid of because, some questions that you thought they might have. Yeah, because a cop said that to me once. He goes, the reason we have unmarked cars is to get radic- to for to catch people doing radical things like you were just doing. How do and you it know worked that was tonight. even a cop? <laughs> uh, it could have been a, anybody. It was a cop. It could have yeah. been a kid from another school. Hold on. I said, oh, the reason we have these unmarked cars. One, two, one, two. That's not me. Which one's me, Katie? You should be number one. I'm not. I, yeah, I am number one. Hey. All right, listen. So, so I did a police ride-along on uh, Friday night. Uh, I did a police ride along this past Friday night. Yeah, and it was fun. The minute I got there, now, you've done this a lot. I've done this a lot, but this was a fun night because uh, the code threes are getting less and less as the years go on. That's you lights and siren. That. Oh, lights and siren are lights. code threes. They used to cops would even sometimes even do it without being uh, given the permission to. They would, you know. Now it's strict. If you don't get a code three over the a permission from dispatch to go code three lights and what siren. What codes one and two? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I like how I answered you. Like, well, I thought you really wanted to know. Maybe you did. I did. So we get into the station, and I love the dynamics of what happens. So the, the, whatever the call is on the dispatch, he, he counts. He goes 1,001, 1,002. There's a thing that, like, if it could be where you have to give someone mouth to mouth. No, it's, you know, even cops. You don't want to be the first one taking this call. Go on. So they said, 
So they go, he goes, 1,001, 1,002. The only reason he did the three count is because it really wasn't close to where we were at. Finally, 1,003, yeah, three seconds. You know, he took the call. Three-second rule. And he goes, uh, so then he goes, we got a code three. We bolt his car. Mm-hmm. I mean, we fly like fucking I want to. Like, this is what I want everyone. We pull out of that station because it's a girl that OD'd. She OD'd, so, you know, there's some, they understand that 10 seconds could be, so she's, so we go down Sunset Boulevard, we are flying through red, like, whoop, whoop, go through, boom, they hear the engine of the car just making rights, lefts around cars, and we get there, and the mom was visibly shaken at first, and I, this isn't funny, but I, I, I get the dynamic of it, when the, uh, some of the other cops didn't, and I sort of, you know, once I was comfortable to give my opinion, I did, at first I just, you know, when they don't know who you are, you just sit back, and then he goes, hey, this is Todd. They said she was very visibly shaken at first, the mother, <laughs> meeting the cops outside, bring them in. But then once they know she's going to be all right, they, you know, they, she, she has a pole. She's going to be all right. The paramedics were there. Then she got angry. And they go, that's with so who? weird. With the daughter. And I went, yeah, because with all the bullshit her daughter yes, does, she doesn't course. want her to die. But once she realized she's going to live, then she could be pissed at her. Yes. I totally got it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it was a fun night with the, uh, with the ride along. So, Paul. Hold on a second. Yes. <laughs> the cops say, oh, and this is our friend Todd. Yeah, he'll go, this is a buddy of mine And they're always nicer when they say it's a buddy of mine Because then they don't have to be on you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, there's, I'm sure there's a, a camaraderie between cops. Not, I'm not saying sure. a bad one, but once they know it's a buddy, and especially if they know I'm a comic, then, then, they're, then I just get to be privy to, to the... Uh... No, I mean to the mother of the OD victim. Oh, nothing. Uh, I they don't explain your presence at all? No, because... But some... you don't go up to And, and house, who's that giving mouth-to-mouth to my daughter? <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Buddy of mine. <laughs> well, that's a good question. What did you say? Buddy of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Kino. <laughs> there you go. Right, listen, that's yours. We should have played his first. That way his bad one seems... Uh, I was promised a ton of jingles. I got him. I got him. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, so do they, they go... Uh, they don't normally... Because sometimes there are plainclothes cops there, so... And I look, believe me, I do my job at looking like I'm not a, you know... Oh, like I a, bet you do. I wear, a, I wear an LAPD shirt. Sure. No, I don't. They, oh, by the way, this was the first time ever they wanted me to wear a badge that said Ride Along... I conveniently left it in the car nine times. He goes, Todd, where's your badge? I go, oh, I left it in the car. He goes, Todd, you don't want to wear it. I know because it makes you look like a loser. I go, how'd you fucking know? He goes, because I know you. What does this badge look like? A clip-on plastic. Oh, it ruined my whole. Like you would give to a child. Thank you. Yes. So anyway, here's what I got for you, Paul. And then we're going to move on. We have so Let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. When you're doing the ride-along. (laughs) <laughs> Do you put like a wooden block or something bulky no. on your belt to make it seem like you have a gun under your jacket? <laughs> no, but I do know how to dress. Like, sure. I course. wear jeans and sneaks because that's what they're going to wear. And then I have like an oversized like a, a little uh, Vin Mackey from The Shield. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't Type know black t-shirt. No, I got but but I Shave got my head. I know what I'm I know, you know, I know how to dress. You could or you could look like a detective and wear a pair of like Wingtip shoes and a pair of like suit pants and just a uh, what do you call it a button down? Yeah. That's sort of what a detective might. But a detective's sure. not usually doing a ride along. But anyway, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So what's um, more fun than an OD? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got to uh, recently. Uh, my my uh, when my father passed away, I got it was my first time driving in a funeral procession, which I had never experienced before, and it was the greatest. <laughs> Did you go through red lights? Yeah. It was such a great feeling because everybody just slows down. And because there's no sirens or anything, it, it feels respectful. You know what I mean? It feels like everyone is acknowledging this thing that is it's, it's a thing that we do in our society and we let these people go and all that. And it was 
it was awesome. And then I got mad because somebody turned a corner, got in our procession, two cars. <laughs> Making me mad. Was, yeah, my brother was ahead of me, and then he got ahead of my brother. And it was like, then we had to stop for a couple lights until this guy got out of the way, and it almost ruined it for me. Did you? <laughs> First of all, it's beautiful that... that I, I don't think you're. I think that story. Uh, somebody else might go, Paul. How could you be enjoying it? I'm like, I'm right with you. It I was fucking it's, love. It's it. a weird thing. It's a weird feeling. But let of me power. ask you this: Was there a cop in the beginning, in the end, or was there just a funeral? No, no, no. It was a hearse. Hearse. Yeah, yeah. We all turn our lights on. We have the flags on the cars, and yeah, yeah. that's all you need. But you have to have that hearse. Flags? You can't just you can't just get a bunch of those banners. What kind of flags? Funeral. It says funeral. Remember Bang? Oh, Crow? the flags of all nations. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have the flags of all nations on our cars. Remember Bang? I was Brazil and I think <laughs> Portugal. Remember Bang? Curlin's bit about this. You ever, no. You're running late and you see a funeral. You go, I'll just hop in there. <laughs> of course, for people listening, that's the way he talked. He's a comedian from Philly. He, he really did talk that way. And he would go. He goes. I'll just jump into this funeral procession. <laughs> hey, you might be dead, but you're helping me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's still doing it, right? He's I hope he is. Funniest guy in the world. If he's listening. Listen. If he's listening. <laughs> no, no, I mean, even if he's not listening. Even if, sure. Okay. All right, so then we're going to play your jingles, but one more thing, and I, I'm, I'm really proud. I feel like I have a little more organization than normal. And the over-talking each other, let's be really aware of that, too. Yeah, I agree. I think that's like a thing. Are you more organized over, because right? I'm here? <laughs> Tompkins. <laughs> that's great. It works every time. That was a different one. That wasn't the same one as before. You don't think I would waste do that? That's disrespectful. It's the same Play th Prince thing, but with my name instead of Dennis. No, this is the first one. F F. Oh, oh yeah. No, play the first one you played for him. Paul F. Tompkins. All right, listen, Super Nanny. <laughs> now, you know, I'm, I, I'm actually being serious about this. Uh, I, I there's no use bringing you know everyone knows my views on that but sometimes when you hear someone Chris refresh the listeners man yeah <laughs> that's evil that's evil you know, you know how bad I would like to like it's evil because you're like taunting with my oh Todd I think you should refresh the it's listeners it's been a while maybe yeah. you should mention again your stance on but here's what she said and I thought it was really interesting she goes the problem with using a form of discipline that you can't elevate mm -hmm. and a, a parent was using hot sauce. And she said, even if it did work and it's not, that's why I'm here. <laughs> Which, hold on. What, what, what? How is she using the hot sauce? She's making them put it on their tongue. Oh, really? And by the way, hold on, hold on. Let me it's keep this. so like Huckleberry Finn But or let something. me keep this crystal clear. There's more people doing that that aren't seemingly I'm lunatics. Sure. Right. Yes. You, you, you probably know someone or, you know. The, I'm sure because right. it's an old thing right. that their grandparents passed down. Washed the mouth out with soap. Yes, 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 yes. So she said, and here, I, I love it. She made it crystal clear. She goes, even if it works and it doesn't because I wouldn't fucking be here. But she goes, Pe she didn't say that, but she, she said that. I wish she had. Yeah. That would have been, been a great episode of Super Nanny. Well, it's amazing uh, that you see it on a lot of shows, and I can never get enough of it when, the, when she goes, I wouldn't be here. This isn't the first show I've done. You, you people call me, and then you sit here with me in the house holding on to dear life with what is not working. Yeah. She goes, but even if it did work, you can't escalate it. She goes, what are you going to do next? Pour the whole bottle in their mouth? 
what, how, where, when that doesn't work anymore, and eventually one day it will. One day they'll go, that didn't even bother me. Yeah. And she goes, that's the problem with hitting. Again, even underlined a hundred times, if it worked, yeah. it eventually won't. Eventually it won't hurt them. And then you escalate it. Well, you can't escalate it to the point of abuse, so it doesn't work. That's right. So I thought that was cool. Like, it's, yeah, you need to have a form of discipline that you can escalate. Which is emotional abuse. This is why it always works, because you can always make a child feel even worse than you did the last time you made them right. feel bad. Hey, that's a good point. Am I right or am I right? No, no, when you're right, you're right. Self-esteem, that's a deep well. You can just keep going down. That's right. So anyway, there, there we got that. Paul, <laughs> that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. I may get your pour some more wine. We're gonna. I want to enjoy this jingle. Like I want you to really. Lynn Shore is our jingle guy. He's wonderful, and he'll make jingles for you. you I'm mu- thinking of changing my jingle guy. <laughs> you have a jingle guy too? <laughs> no, I know you don't. But I would really recommend you use my jingle guy. He's great. Let's talk about it off the air. My jingle guy's great. Oh, what is this? Oh my, he's writing something down on a piece of paper. My new ringtone. Hold on, hold on, pause it, pause it. Go back a little bit. He tried to, he ah, ma- if, ah. if you weren't really listening, he ma- he rhymed it, by, but, but listen, go back again. Oh, yeah. Go just a teeny bit. All right, then. Paul, Paul, Paul F. Tompkins. Paul, Paul, Paul F. Tompkins. We got. Our guest is Paul F. Tompkins. I go real old school when I go to commercial. (laughs) Our guest is Paul F. Tompkins. You're listening to the Todd Glass Show on the Nerdist Network, and we'll take a break. No, we're not taking a break. All right, fade out of the music. But fade out. Now, this next one. Why was it still going on? Because it's betting music. Okay. Come on. (laughs) Well, it's a very specific jingle to one person. And then it just kept on going. Well, because even though he's done singing, he knows I, I say leave some betting music. He's anticipating your needs. What if he just did this? Paul oh, F. Tompkins is finally here. <laughs> is that what you want, Paul? That's not, that's not about what I want, Todd. Oh, my God. You should see the look. We need to start taking pictures in the studio because he just shot me. Uh, just the, 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 a look of death, people. I want I you to doing, know. I was doing some soap opera acting. Actually. Yes. Uh, what were you going to ask? I'm being very... <sighs> it's gone. It's gone. Right. We did you a jingle, too. Yeah, I heard it. It was great. We did two of them for you. Do you have the other one for him? The first one? First one? Yeah. 
fuck, you know. Does that count as a jingle? It's just the drum roll. Paul, do you know how much work goes into these? Do you think I'm talking about that one in particular? No, that was the joke that yours was great, and then his one was like there was a. What was the worst one that just said Daniel Kino? Kino, there. So, um, are any of these jingles non Tom Jones adjacent? (laughs) Oh my God! How dare you! I love to be offended, (laughs) Richard Simmons. That is a rude jingle question. Oh my God! And I've been asked a lot of rude questions. Nothing in this category. Um, I made you another one, but now I'm apprehensive to play. I was so Why? excited. Well, because the, here's what happens. Lynn calls me up. He goes, Todd, I can't do uh, these boots are made for walking. He goes, it just doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. I go, jam it the fuck in there and make it fit. You just rhymed happier with here. Thank you. So I think you can do it, Lynn. Thank you. Speaking of, okay, so. Um, do or do not, Lynn. There is no try. Yoda. Isolate that and play it for him. Because I'm sick of his shit. No, this is the way I have to train him. This is what it's Hold like on. The jingle guys. <laughs> you, like, like you have a history. It's a these, classic jingle guy these problem. These jingle guys yeah. will fucking walk all over you. What is it with these jingle guys? They never want to do this. You know they always want to do that. Ever since the jingle guy union came online, That's right. this has been a huge That's problem. Right. Now we got to bend over backwards yeah. for these jingle guys. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, excuse me. It won't fit. These boots are made for walking. Make it fucking fit. They're ruining podcasting. Yeah, I can't. I can't squeeze it in there. I've tried. I'd like to have video of him. How long he tried? Yeah. 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 I know how long he tried. He didn't. Let's put a nanny cam on Lynn and see mm-hmm. how hard he's really working on these jingles. Well, I'll tell you how I know he didn't fucking try. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when I yelled at him, mm-hmm. he fucking managed. I don't. I don't want to overuse the word "fucking." No, I swear. I'm, I think you're using it just enough. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I. I called him up. I said, "Squeeze it in there. Get it to fucking fit." That's right. And all of a sudden, oh, it was able to fit. Now, do you want to say something, and then we'll throw it a commercial using this jingle, like a just a one-liner or anything like that? And I'll go. Our guest is Paul F. Tompkins. We'll be right back. More fun to come. <laughs> yeah, oh, I like. Oh wait, uh, wait. You is that what you want? Uh, wait, uh, um, oh, just act like you just said the end of a joke. Oh, and, the, and it was and the, and the blueberries. Were... I see what you're saying. Okay, thank okay. You. Hit, hit me again with the setup. I mean, since obviously we're not doing any editing, hit me again with the setup. <laughs> well, you don't need the setup again. Yes, I do, Todd. Oh, <laughs> what are you, Lynn? <laughs> Can't do it. Oh my God. No, Paul, that's below the belt. No, um, you know what? You're right, and I apologize. Okay, so you're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna do it like radio style. You're gonna have a. You can just do the, like the last five words of a fake joke, and then I'll Absolutely. go. Our guest is Paul F. Tompkins, and then we'll be right back. Yeah. Okay, so go ahead. I thought you were gonna say our guest is Paul F. Tompkins, and then no, I say it after you say your thing, and then we go to commercial with our new jingle. <sighs> okay. Oh, I think. Okay, I misunderstood. I think, our, I think you did. Here's what. I, well, um, I'm admitting that I did. <laughs> You're, oh, there's so much about that because because that's just beautiful. You're like because we've all been there. Like, yeah, I admit it, I'm wrong, and part of my kudos I get for it exactly. is you fucking accept it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's that it's the like the struggle of who's in control of this situation. Exactly. Where it's like I made you do that. Like you didn't make me do that. Yeah. Okay, so go ahead. All right, so how do we do it? It's, you say it's a say in the water, and, and then the, you're gonna say. So I I'll, do the end of a fake joke, and then you do. And then we the jingle, Chris. Focus. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go ahead. And so I found myself saying, but on my shoes, Larry. (laughs) Our guest is Paul F. Tompkins. We'll be right back. (laughs) Ooh, Paul F. Tompkins on the Todd Glass Show tonight. He doesn't like the jingle, so he's being a dick. He hates the song, not you. Paul F. Tompkins on the Todd Glass Show. 
unprofessional. Sends a bad message. That was a little clunky. Listen to this part. I love it. No, not this part. This part. This part. No, hold on. Ah, it's my favorite part. (laughs) Play it again. Play it again. Can you go back a little bit? That's my favorite part. That's criminal. I don't, I can't. I don't know why, but I listened to it thirty times. You don't know why you listen to that thirty times? It's got my name in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what I noticed though? You're, by the way, is that going to be my? You can that out. Uh, I noticed you didn't mind sitting here listening to your jingle. You know what? Do you mind if we play your first jingle again? Seriously, I'd really like to. You don't have to, right? Oh, you didn't fall for my bait. <laughs> I thought you were going to go sure, and I go. I didn't know uh-huh. which. Way, I didn't know which way to play it. I right, listen. I feel like I did some bad improv there. No. Can I get more of myself in the headphones? Is that possible? Yeah, can you bring them up a How little? How does that work? I bring them up. Any of everybody else, believe me. We're all good. <laughs> I'd like to feel like I'm not uh, blowing my voice out for this. <laughs> okay, uh, listen. Everybody, take a deep breath. Um, I want to be so organized today. What's the song we're going to overuse today? Like, we'll take a break. And, you know, the Charlie Pride song? You have it ready? So right now, if I did it, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Love it. All right, so we'll play that one. So here we are. Everybody settle down. That means me. Um, we talked about the Super Nanny. Um, did my ride along. Um, and I don't know what else to talk about. I have a story about, about wine. my neighbors. It's not really about wine, but wine is the thing that made me think of it. Okay. About my neighbors uh, that I think you, I think is right up your alley that I think you will enjoy. Okay. We'll take a break. We'll hear your story. Well, well, we'll be right wait, back. I right we were on the break. No, no, we're taking a break now. What the fuck is happening? Stop it. That's unprofessional. Ugh. Treat me like a real Lynn over here. Whenever I chance to meet some old friends on the street. Okay. All right. All right. So there you go. I just think it's great, like, the guy who has no comedic timing at all, like, in the mid, you, you know, you don't, it, that's not really a teaser right there. Like, you don't go, okay, we'll hear the rest of your story. He just uses anything at all. We'll take a break. We'll hear the rest yeah, of your story. Exactly. Just the guy that's good at throws. Yes, that's it's all, all he it can is. do. Terrible host, great at throws. But that is funny. Actually, we'll take a break. That is we'll what's be, happening. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. All right. I oh, know. Okay, so the, uh, yeah, because you texted me today because I was asking you what type of wine. Todd, we had fun texting. Tell me we didn't have a great time. Be careful with your mic. Because it it made a noise. Yeah. It's all right. Okay. (laughs) Stand is there so you don't have to uh, touch anything. That's why it exists. I love that. That tone is not of one of respect. Like it's no, uh, not at all. It's okay. terrible. Yeah, but it's uh, but it's funny. I love it comedically. Yeah. It's great. It's like, it's like uh, I'm trying to hide my contempt, but just a little bit. Yeah, I'm it, not it, really it, giving that any effort. It's more for everybody else. Yeah. Like, you're all on board with me that this person is beneath <laughs> respect. Uh, you might want to be a little the, the scrunched up face for the people listening. <laughs> exactly. uh, the way we got scrunched those. up face. Uh, appalled, like, you might want to not be doing that with the, uh, it's a little jiggly over yeah, there. Yeah, it's like the wide eyes with the furrowed eyebrows. Right. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, that's not a great idea to do. Yeah, it's almost like you're not, uh, the, uh, the sir. I love when, when, when I thought, why didn't I fucking think of that? People using the, well, it's your bit. So, but. Uh, yeah, the word sir, which is supposed to denote respect, <laughs> and now has come to be. The, the term of the least amount of respect possible. <laughs> sir, sir, sir. 
Uh, that's not this department, sir. It's like it used to be that you had to slay a dragon to be called sir. <laughs> now it's you're the biggest idiot in the world. Yeah. Uh, sir, sorry, sir. No, sir. <laughs> sir, sir. You can't stand there. Along with sir should come a respectful tone. Yeah, exactly. uh, sir. Uh, sir. Sir. I'm sorry, sir. You cannot stand there. Yeah, sir. It's for your own safety, sir. I am sorry. How would you say, sir, if you really meant it, like, you can't stand there? Because it was in I danger. I think I just gave a great example of it. <laughs> oh, my God. Paul, 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 Paul. There you go. <laughs> I did not see that one coming. Did you like that one? I like you again. I feel like you, you sold me a bill of goods when you said there were so many jingles. And it's that same uh, section of the, the Prince solo and just different variations on the names. I mean, honestly, that's what it is. Right? You know what, Paul? F F. I'm not going to be. <laughs> I think you're hurting oh, my. Oh, I hope Tomp and Kins are two separate jingles. <laughs> I wish Tom they were. <laughs> you're hurting my feelings, and I'm going to take a time out so I don't blow up at you. And you could do the show by yourself until I come back. I'm going to take a little oh my time God. out. This is. Wait, what do I? Ty, right. Do I have to um... leave? Okay, so um. Here's the Todd Glass show. Uh, I'm not. I'm not bad. I just thought you'd actually be like. I thought you'd melt a little. Uh, okay. And I'm uh, gonna go downstairs and walk around the show. Okay. All right. Oh, by the way, I'll be at the Helium Comedy Club. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll do plugs at the end. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to the Todd Glass show. So, um, just let's just. So Daniel, um, how is uh, comedy going? <laughs> It's great. It's yeah, it's fun, yeah. right? Yeah, no, it's fun. It's fun. I like. I like to travel. You know, sometimes you get. Ooh, um, dude, just, 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 like, just act like he's right there. there. I don't. I know. Hey, Paul, I can close that door for you if you want. Oh, could you, Katie? That would be. Uh, that would be so wonderful. Oh, fucking punch her too. A lot of. Uh, can you pick? Can you pick all that up on them? On the thing? I'll cut it out of like post. Okay. I'll just oh, cut it out. Who, uh, who likes to travel? Paul, how are you doing? Oh, thank What's you for asking. With you? Uh, things yeah. are good. Uh, I got no complaints. Um, you know, it's a funny story. Um, you know, I live in this uh, neighborhood. It's a nice residential area. Oh, yeah? That bit was all right. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the best bit. I, I really do want to hear about the uh, the wine. Oh, your neighbor. Yes. Course. Okay. Well, we got, uh, we got new neighbors in our neighborhood. We live in this very quiet, uh, nice residential area in Los Feliz. It's really nice. And uh, <clears throat> shortly before uh, the new year, these people moved in, and they would occasionally play their music super loud, super late at night. Like, they're, in their house, they're, they would open their front door, and they had, like, a little fire pit in the front yard, and they would sit out there. But the, <laughs> the music source was the stereo that's in the house. So it's like, well, we got to turn it up super loud if we're going to hear it outside. <laughs> so it would wake us up, you know. And so I would have to go across the, <laughs> across the street in my pajamas, I mean, like, could you guys just, just, cl- just close the door? That's all you gotta do. Just close the door. And before I could get to that, they would always be like, "Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry," and they would run in and turn the music down. I'm like, "Thank you," and then go back. And it happened like, you know, three or four times. And so finally, I, I was trying to figure out what, how do I diffuse the situation because I don't want to be, I don't want, I don't want to be like the cranky old man in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? I don't want to be ruining the fuck because they seem like okay people. It's just like. This crazy thing. How can they not realize that that sound travels that late at night? So I wrote a note to them saying, hey, uh, 
I'm your neighbor, Paul. I live across the street. It's my address, phone number. Um, uh, you may remember me from coming across the street a few times to ask you to turn the music down. I do not want to ruin anybody's fun, and I don't want to be like the cranky old guy in the neighborhood. Um, I'm just asking if you would just close your door. When it gets to be about 11 p.m., if you would just close your door, you can keep the music turned up. Just close the door. It would make a huge difference. And if you would do this, I will bring you a bottle of wine every month. That is my gift to you to, to like start this deal. And I attached it in the note to a bottle of wine saying, I would be happy to do this because I want us to be good neighbors and everything. And I don't want to ruin your good time. Well, please you know? tell me this has a happy ending because you couldn't have handled it better. It, this was like before we went away for Christmas and then <clears throat> or, or like I think like after the first of the year. And then just the other day, I got a note back from them in the mailbox uh, that was the nicest note saying, we really appreciate that. That was very sweet of you. I'm sorry we didn't respond sooner, but we just went and got married. So we were out of town for a couple weeks. Um, We appreciate your thoughtfulness. And we moved from Topanga Canyon where nobody was around so we could blare the music. And so we didn't think that we were in a different situation. So, um, so sorry, you don't have to bring us wine. That was really sweet of you. But, uh, we, you know, in the future, if anything, if we make too much noise, here's my number, you know, give us a call so you don't have to leave your home to come across the street and everything. I thought that was really, really nice. And I was really pleased with having gone, gone that route rather than, you know, some other like aggressive thing to do, you know, and it made me think of you. Thank you. It did. It seemed like a kind of thing that you would do. Well, you know what? <clears throat> I really appreciate that because, you know, uh, I do try to sometimes approach people. I always tell Daniel, if you want harmony, then you, sometimes you have to approach it. But does he listen? He does, actually. He does. Because uh, like you know how the, I approach I hope you're right. I approach people. Fuck you guys. Uh, oh, 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 come on. I approach someone. Uh, I think I've told this story once before, but <clears throat> I always say to Daniel, you know, in certain situations, it doesn't matter how wrong somebody is. You just let it go. Now, there's certain situations you can't let go. If you're at a restaurant and maybe the waiter or waitress is being incredibly rude, well, you're about to pay a bill. So you can't just swap. You can't go, yeah. that's her problem. It's not me. Sometimes you have to stop the stop it. You have to, you have to say, hey, this can't keep going on like this yes. and defend yourself. Most of the times you can just let it go. But the line I use a lot, is there any way I could ask you without you thinking I'm a jerk? Yeah. Most of the time, people are pretty cool with that if you if you don't you know aggressively approach them. So, but but sometimes it doesn't. It sucks when you really try your hardest and then somebody you know yes. uh, you know it's the guy at the uh, it, and you know the thing. But you have to try. You have to try I mean, in a nice way first. Yeah. So you can f- you so you know that you tried to do the right thing. Right. You know before it got bad. Right. You know that it's like and you can stand by that and say I tried to be a decent person about this, yeah. but this person was unreasonable. And I'm so glad I thought that story was going to end where they didn't weren't uh, you know didn't accept. Yeah, that's it. where I thought it was going. Yeah, and that, that and that blows when that again. Happens. They were super cool, but to me it was it really made me feel good that that worked. You know that th- if you deal with people in a reasonable way, chances are they'll be reasonable back. I will say though, they give me the phone number. Uh, any in my experience. Because I've, ha- I've, I've dealt with this before with people who have, are, are routinely loud. You know, it's like, next time just call me. It's like they don't hear the phone because they're being right. loud. <laughs> yeah, I had a situation once with a neighbor's dog barking. And uh, they told me uh, before it really bothered me how the, all the neighbors were, you know, really weird. Those are weird. She goes, and she was giving me the lowdown on everybody <laughs> in the neighborhood. They're 
weird. Oh, no, weird and mean, and that, right. and that woman's crazy, and she gave me the lowdown on everybody, how crazy they were, and I thought, she was so nice, and I thought, God, I'm glad I talked to her, because now I know yeah. she sort of, and then I realized afterwards, no, everyone else was great. She yeah. was fucking nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to be honest with somebody. I think this morphs into this. This does to me, because it has to do with how to deal with people. There's a guy at the gym that works at, he owns the juice bar. Mm-hmm. And one time he was being a big asshole to me, and I said, I think I, I forgot where I got this from. I said, um, hey, are you having one of those days? And he fell. He, you know, you're dropping, his body fell, his yeah. arms. Yeah, and just yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, which is the defining moment whether you're hitting someone that's really a decent person but had a stressful day or they're just a mean-spirited person. Yes. And he always appreciated it, and I think he's trying, and he goes, you know, I always remember. He has an accent. It's hard not to do him without doing his accent. I remember, Todd, what you say to me. Oh, Paul, I have one of the days. That? <laughs> What's that? What accent is that? It's from a foreign country. Well, it wasn't that. Todd, why you are so kind to me? Why do you remember that people have a feeling inside well, Paul, that's, I gotta be. It's not that. I mean, try to lend, but bring it down a that, little. That can't be that off, right? You know what? Actually, it isn't. <laughs> it's not that off. It's not that off, actually. Let's so, role play. So let's. So I'm the guy, right? Okay. And you'll be you. Okay. And so here, you come up to the juice bar, and I'm help. I'm, Is this the I'm moment where somebody. it happened, where he's gonna disarm yes. him? Okay. So okay. there's like oh, a customer okay. in front of you. And I'm like, you are filth. Get away from this bar. I curse oh. you. Puh, puh. It's not that. What do you want? Sorry. What do you want? Um, hey, are you having one of those days? Hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my friend. <laughs> you are a nice person. Hold on, Paul, Paul, Paul. I got to break. I got to break you. You got to do it again and be even meaner because no one's going to go from that mean to, to <laughs> oh, like that was a meanness. Just do it even meaner. Like you. Okay. I love when you went. Pugh. Like okay. but then the minute I say it, you melt. Okay. I'll give it a shot. Okay. Get away from Juice Bar. I curse you. Your mother's womb, a barren full of glass. Pugh, pugh. Your descendants are dirt. How dare you? I curse you to hell. What do you want at Juice Bar? Hey, are you just having one of those days? <sighs> Customer, <laughs> you have teached me the value of human relationship. I come to this country with a dream to crush fruit into juice. <laughs> Give to people for exorbitant amount of money. And then today, my child, he disrespects me. He's an asthma to my culture. He is bad child. He is son of goat. <laughs> but for stranger to come to me and say, you have one of those days. This means world. Customer, I grant you three wishes. <laughs> oh, really? Anything uh, you can I, wish for. Do I still get the background music too? <laughs> <laughs> that is beyond. That's, that's wish number one. My first you wish. You have two wishes left. Here's the person with the worst wishes in the world. This guy is. Fu- his, fu- it, it, this guy's got to have a fucking. Me- and the, here's what makes it worse. He doesn't have a mental instability. Otherwise, right. if he was a special needs, you would understand it would be almost endearing what a simple thing he wanted. No, this guy is just dumb. Right. Okay, ask me my three wishes again. What, what wish you want? Three? Three wish for you. Okay. Free gum for life. Yeah, okay. Um, if hold ever- on, hold on. Oh, wait a second. You want to stick with that first wish? It's not too late. Oh, definitely. 
Because we do the most. Well, I, I hear the three wishes for the Nagoya. Oh, are you so backing out? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm saying here's how it works with the wish. No, I, no, no. I no, hear no. all the wish first, then I grant them. So you have time to play around a little bit. If you want the other wish, then freak up for life. We say that again? If you want other wish, then freak up for life. <laughs> What for life? I'm sorry. What does he say? Free gum. Free gum. Free gum. Oh, free gum. Yeah. This is what you say, yes. Free gum for life. All right. You like to stick with that? Or... Oh, come on. Now you're making me feel... St- Can my friend me- with me have a wish, too? Well, oh, this is highly irregular, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, you have you so make many... me feel so good from comment you make. I just bomb. You know what? I'm going to say you don't have to give me wishes because you seem like you're... You're a little uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, yes. Oh, he well, fucking. I though. expected you to say no, no, no. I want you to have it, but he. he I am uncomfortable with wish. <laughs> <laughs> then why did? Okay, look, you don't have to give me one, but can I ask you the why? Done. Why no did wishes you, for you. <laughs> you? You say I use your words. Okay, I'm, I'm always saying, but why? I'm all right with it, mm-hmm. but why did you offer it and then get uncomfortable with it? Just so I understand. Mm. You it, know how? Remember when you wish for free gum for life? I'm sorry, I don't understand what you're saying. <sighs> oh, free gum. Bear with me. I'm having one of those days. <laughs> <laughs> you remember when? You think to me. Juice man, I wish for free gum for life. Yes. I make a face. I roll my eye. Right, and then I felt stupid about my wish. Because right, he's stupid. <laughs> okay. Look. I'm trying to be honest with you. Okay. I do this wish thing for a long okay, time. Okay, I know what you're... I know... Shut, shut. I am 1,000 years old. Who? What? For real? What's that? How old real? are you? Can I play the music? Can you put some <laughs> reverb in his voice? I am 1,000 years old. Oh, my God. You look great. Thank you. I wasn't fishing, but I like what I caught. <laughs> All right, listen. So now, let me. I'm still happy to talk to this guy. Okay, I love it. I love sure. talking. To him. Okay, we tell tell the, the the LA Fitness to lower the music. By the way, LA Fitness. <laughs> Is that the music they play I, in LA Fitness? Well, I try to make it work. <laughs> they play weird soap opera music. Yes, it gets people working out during the spinning um, classes. I try to. Um, my LA Fitness, by the way, they have a new program. I don't know this for a fact, but I've seen it happening. You know how they have personal trainers? Yes. Well, LA Fitness has unpersonal trainers, and it's cheaper. <laughs> you know, they start you on the treadmill, then they talk to their friends while you're working out. When they're supposed, I hate when I see that. When someone's just, you know, someone believed it was really going to be a personal trainer. You know how when you pay money, they're with you. Yes. And they're be- and they're great when they're right on top of you. They don't they don't they don't start talking to anybody. They're with you 100 percent of the time. Yeah. The trainers yeah, there, what they do. Because, you know, they're not paying. Oh, because much. they work at LA Fitness? They work at LA Fitness, and they come, they get you on the treadmill. They go, okay, now, uh, do 45 minutes on the treadmill, and I'll be back. <laughs> this is not what I expected for. But then it's not like they have five other people that they're saying the same thing to. Yes. It's like they're going off. Well, but I mean. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Because they're going to have to if, like, read a magazine or if something. If there were five people, you could understand it. But you're right. It, you, it, the type of mentality that's going on over there is that even if they, they wouldn't say, you know what? I only have you today. I'm going to get to spend a little quality time with you. You're right. Yeah. They'd go read a magazine. Then they come back. See those barbells? Lift them up till you can't breathe anymore. And here's my cell phone number. <laughs> So anyway, text me when you're done. Yeah, text me when you're done. <laughs> if you can lift your arms. Yeah, and then call this people if the music gets too loud. I got their phone number too. They live across the street. Um, I, was, I love that. So, so, oh, so the guy comes up to me, 
uh, oh, the guy mm-hmm. said, are you having a oh, tough yes, day? Oh, yes, yes, yes. And he goes, uh, God, it's hard for me not to do him doing that voice now. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, uh, he goes, can I tell you a story? This is how he actually Is talks. that true? He yeah, said he, that? Yeah, he goes, can I tell you a story? He goes, uh, he goes I'm having a good day. And I, I laugh. I go, that's nice. He goes, today a customer came into here. I, was, I got up late last night because you know about my wife. I go, oh, no. He goes, she left me. I go, oh, that's oh, sad to hear. God. I go, but I'm nice. He goes, that's sad to hear. And I, you know what? He, he was, at first, it's very endearing. And you're like, you know what? I'm rushing over to work out. I can spend two minutes here and just have a, you know. But, he, but it always starts that way. Then he gets a little. And then he goes, so um, I came in. I slept last night. And then I couldn't sleep. And then I came in. I start setting up my stuff. And, oh, by the way, the point of this story is to be like, I, don't, I wasn't honest with him that the customer was right that he was complaining about. And we all do that to people in our lives. Mm-hmm. And right. I think I might start changing it. Mm-hmm. I know you can't always do it because we all have our own problems. Mm-hmm. But you know how someone comes to you and says, can you believe like another friend of ours did this? And it's hard for you to go, they're right. Yeah. Because it's like, you, ugh. but sometimes I'll tell you what, it feels good when someone does it for you. And sometimes I think I want to start doing it for other people. Because mm-hmm. to be a fly on the wall and hear someone defend you. <clears throat> It feels really good, I bet. Sure. To hear someone go, no, Absolutely. I never had a bad experience with that person. But yeah. you don't do it because you're mean. You just do it because you got your own life's problems, and you just let them talk. So anyway, that's what happened. He goes, a customer came in, blah, blah, blah. And then he ordered a bottle of water. He goes, he ordered a bottle of water. And then I give it to him. And he goes, if you smile, this is, I'm going word for word. Uh. The customer, I, I'm with the customer, though. Mm-hmm. He, the customer said, if you would smile once in a while, I would buy a smoothie. Oh, fuck you. you. I could see if I don't smile, you don't tip me. But you're going to starve yourself? You're going to starve yourself because they don't uh, smile? Fuck you. Fuck you. He goes, let me tell you something. You should not. I forget where he said to move, but I'm probably close. He goes, let me tell you. If you would move to uh, England, you would be fucking famished. Because no one is smiling there. Uh, you tell me I should smile. You order a smoothie. You don't. That's fucking. And I wanted to go. See, I thought the customer. I didn't write them off. I thought I feel that way about him. I go. You can own I, this business because he never smiles, right? Oh, Daniel, hold on a second. We are on the verge of a breakthrough. I think. I, I, oh, I'm going right. to defend. I'm going to defend the guy. I no. think I have a position where I really does he owe a smile to everybody that. that Let me that tell you something. Absolutely. It's, you, it's, it's that fake smile that you see on, on so many on. people's faces Ooh. that started with Absa. Where's it going to go? <laughs> I got it. I got it. I don't know why I get so passionate, but you can tell it's like not my like, you know, it's like I'm, I'm very going to there where you're going when there's probably 10 percent of the time that you're right. A customer could have said it with a tone. I don't think you need to go there because I get it. When I see someone that owns I'm talking about on a scale from one to 10, 10 being the rudest Mm-hmm. When I see a hostess at a restaurant, it's a 10. Mm-hmm. If it was a 7, a 10, you know what I mean? Like in between, ah, uh, who cares? But I'm talking about when it's horrendous. I think, oh, my God, please tell me this is a money laundering place. But Because then, <laughs> then, I, then I don't care. Then right, I, but exactly. my frustration is more how you're going to be kind to me. I can move on and not let it ruin my day. Yes. I'm, I'm serious. You think, well, then, Todd, where's your, where, why are you so perplexed? For you, is this a second mortgage on your house? Yeah. And this is the way. So it, it, let me tell you That's something. You go right to those phony people smiling. Uh, what about the not phony person that is genuinely happy when a customer walks up and, and goes, hey, how you doing today? Because let me one more thing. There's a guy that works. <laughs> you are really Todd. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is there's a guy. I'm trying to get in here. There's a kid that works for him. One kid that works for him that's fucking perfect. He makes an effort if he remembers what you got, which is always, I'm always, he doesn't need to do that. But he's like, you get with a little bit of ice in your coffee. And I thought, I tip him. 
And I go, yeah, that's what I would like. Mm-hmm. So I got that customer. Be friendly. Be friendly. It makes me want to spend money here. What if your wife is leaving you? And well. you're from a country where no one smiles for any reason ever, and you're just happy that you got out. But you defend him. Go back to, I want to go back to you defending. You're saying. Yeah, I get that guy. Maybe I don't defend him, but I get that guy. Who do you get? That guy, the, the, the uh, foreigner that's got a horrible <laughs> life and, uh, and his wife. Well, he is a foreigner, right? He's probably from the, the gentleman. Yeah, it, that is the number one thing about him. <laughs> Where's my beer? Oh, but I, you know, he's he's probably That's not doing beer, great. Huh? And then some. It could be some ditzy blonde runs up. Maybe if you smile, you're going I would buy. Yeah. But here's the thing. I, I would, see what you're saying. In that case, obviously. But but I'm but I but let's tell you I something. don't I, know. I don't right, know. Though. I don't know how long this guy has been this way. I don't know how long he's been having this problem with his wife. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what his disposition is outside of this. This uh, well, regular I transaction. The, I should tell you, you this. Know what I mean, is he always mean to everybody? Maybe that's why I. And for how long? It's a good point. You and, know, and probably I should have said it because then I think you would. From I'm a nice person, yeah. and he doesn't smile with me. Right now, I broke through to him that day. The reason I said, "Are you having a hard day?" Because it was either that or tell him to go fuck himself. Yes, I thought I can't believe this guy because I wanted to run something on my credit card, and I go there every single day. Yeah, every single day. There's a good mm-hmm. chance I pay his health insurance every right. month. I pay right, his right, health right. insurance. That's it. No matter what happens, my stupid thing that I buy every day, sometimes mm-hmm. seven days a week. So that's why I know that it's him. And but but well, now let me ask you this: Is it that he's actively rude, or just that he's not actively friendly? He loves having rules more Great than question. he. He loves having rules. That's a good good point. That was jingle worthy. I think that question. Chris disagrees. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Paul. Paul. Do a lot. Make up for it. Ooh. Really go nuts. Tompkins. I got three in a row. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> play the email that got sent to you. Do you have that on file? When he just can you play that? Play the no, not play the email. No, no, the one where he's doing all the jingles right in a row. Where Lynn, Lynn's just leaving. Them. Do you have that one? <laughs> where he does the one the after smell? another. We'll find it later. We'll find it later. You do? Okay, hold on. No, it's okay. It's Are okay. Those fig newtons for everybody. Of course, but you don't want to eat during the show, do you? Uh, no, I guess not. <laughs> That's my trick. Do you see the way I did that without hurting your feelings? But obviously it did. Like, I think I'm so proud. See the way I did that? Ask again, Paul. Paul F. Tompkins. Paul F. Tompkins. Paul F. Tompkins. Making my name into just gibberish. Would you? Paul F. Tompkins. How much would it cost? Paul F. Tompkins. (laughs) Listen, I wanted to. Tompkins. Another thing I was. What do you think if um, I get that on a loop, right? Make it your ringtone? I think I said that already. You did say it already. All right, stop it. I'll allow it. Between me and you. Yeah. Uh, The guys all really like you here. I like the guys down here. I think when when you tease me, it makes me look like you don't respect me. Oh, no, really? I know you do. But these fucking idiots on my show, no offense. Not Katie, but but, not Chris. No, obviously not. These guys are stupid. Did you notice it? It's pretty obvious, right? Like, oh my god, he's doing this. Oh thing my god, again. the bo- How? Okay, hold on. Hold on. Do you hear Daniel with the bottle? Yeah. It was hard not to hear. Who fucking does that? Do you know anybody else that would want to fill in because I'm this close to. Uh, how about Hitler? You could only do better. Do you know he ate a lot of cake? All right. <laughs> <laughs> so these-
because he's a vegetarian. I thought I thought the show was. What if I did this when I like we? You wanted to hold on, pause for a second. Let's say you wanted to talk about something serious, and I'm afraid that my show like isn't that. So I think oh, I'll put some, you know, I'll put some uh, Benny Hill music in post. But you don't know it. I just do it later, so my audience won't get so tr- like we're having a serious conversation. Like, can you, can we do it like right now? So sure. so anyway, you uh, of course you know about the what? What could we talk about? This music shouldn't be in the background. What we're talking about? It. Can you think of something? Uh, but- I, I, throw, I like how I throw all the work your way. Yeah, I know. I think you could do it, though, because your mind, I think you can get where, I can't think of the big words I would need to do this to make it funny. We don't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Love getting out of bits before you even get into them. Like talking about a miscarriage? <laughs> there you go, about your wife and, your, your wife and sure. you just went through something. Absolutely. Okay, and you don't know we do this till you're driving down the street, and you, maybe you listen to the show, or your friends listen <laughs> right. to it, they go, Paul. Why didn't you stop him from playing the Benny Hill music when you were having a soulful conversation about your your, your and he you go what you go yeah Paul hey how you doing it's uh, your friend oh hey friend what's going on <laughs> hey, hey by the way uh, when you were on the Todd Glass show on iTunes yeah that was when fun that was fun it was cathartic too yeah and it's on iTunes <laughs> why do you uh, why did you stop him from playing that Benny Hill music what do you what Benny Hill music oh he's playing you got to listen to it. What is it? Okay. Can I play it for you? Yeah, please, please. Hold on, let me see. <laughs> oh, I got my. Hold on, I gotta list my uh, thing up to the. Okay, hold on, I'll play it for you. Yeah, so. It was an experience that we had to go through together where, um, you know, realizing that this is a natural thing that happens sometimes and it's, it's uh, a crushing, horrible thing, but. In the end, uh, no one's at fault. It's just nature. You know, sometimes this is what happens. And we cried for days. We cried for days. But uh, but in the end, it, it made us stronger in a way. And... Wow. Wow. All right, that's good. Yeah. All right, he, we're uh... done. <laughs> I get nervous for you. Like, that's why I get out of a bit. Even why do you get nervous for me? Because I thought I'm throwing a lot your way. Oh, I'll stay in a fucking bit all night long, Todd. Can we go back you to... You saw how I did the Juice Genie? I, by the way, that guy, he, he moved to our country to crush fruit for people. That's right. Say that again. Thank for you. exorbitant prices. Yeah. <laughs> I moved to this country <laughs> to crush fruit for people for exorbitant price. When, when he was a little kid, that's what he dreamed of? When I was a child in home country, I look at Orange and I'd say, you will make me millionaire. All right, Paul. How you yeah. doing? I'm up in the studio here. I'm up in the booth. We love what you're doing with this character. Can you turn it up a teeny little bit more for us? Just really make him a parody of a parody? I know you're all the way up there in the studio booth, but uh, you don't think it's big enough? <laughs> I, it, it's big, and I know that seems crazy, but we're up here. We are fucking laughing so fucking hard. Right. And a minute ago, Jerry asked me... Uh, that's that's everybody. I, that's every character I have. Yeah. I always oh, no. Jerry. You don't have to tell AC, me. We, he said, he, I said the same thing. He said, why don't you tell him to even turn it up more? I said, what are you fucking shitting me? We're dying. He goes, just make him try it. So can you mind just, I mean, make it times well, 10 what, what you're doing. What, what did the other Jerry say? He said he agrees what you're doing is all right, but we just want you to give it a shot. And I'll tell you what, if you give it a shot and mm-hmm. you're not comfortable with it, we'll use whatever take you're comfortable with. Okay. All right. So a little bit bigger. A little, not a little bit bigger, because if it was a little bit bigger, I'd leave it the way it was. Ten times. That character, like, just... Ten times it. bigger. Ten times bigger. Is okay. that okay? Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot. All right. Thank you. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> <laughs> and I forgot. I thought you were doing a line from the Juice Guy. Do well, I have to feed you? You ask me a question. Oh, okay. It'll okay. be more fun that way. All right. We're sorry. I'm, we, so, I'm sorry, you guys. It's Todd. It's not... Well, you know how Todd is, It's not is, really right? me. It's not really Todd, me. Todd, please. I'm talking, to the guy. I'm talking to Jerry and Jerry in the booth. 
Jerry? I headline too. Jer- Todd, <laughs> talking to Jerry, this is rude. Okay. I didn't feed him his line. I know I made a mistake. Jerry, Jerry, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. What's going on down there? Uh, you know, it's Todd. So you guys want it, uh, you want it ten times bigger, right? And then Todd feeds me the line. I forgot to feed you. Todd, the- I'm talking to the Jerrys. Don't interrupt. Daniel, you oh. are another one. Thank you. You're a regular Todd over there. Oh, sorry. Wait a second. When people Todd? interrupting, people are Todd? calling it a Todd? I'm talking to Jerry's. Hold on, though. When people interrupt each other, they're calling it a Todd Not now? all the time. Oh. Jerry, Jerry? Yes. Yeah, okay. So Todd feeds me the line, right? Yes, Todd feeds you the line, okay. and then you do the character. Todd, did you hear that? that? Yes. I d- Paul, you really, this is ridiculous. What do I, I do? I just want to make Paul, sure. Paul, what, what do I do? You just do what you're doing, minus the talking. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's oh, the song. Well, that's the jingle for if Kiss is ever a guest on the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, all right, here we go. Uh, hey, uh, are you having uh, one of those bad days? That's quite hard. Really, you're kind, they say. Oh, I got to kill Statue of Liberty and destroy King Kong building in New York. But you show me I am human being. <laughs> By the way, I, oh, shit. oh my God, my, oh my, my, my machine that makes the voices just fell oh over. Oh, Jesus Christ. Paul, by the way, Paul, interesting thing that we just did, even though yes. we were comedically doing it. Right. If that, <laughs> if that was a cartoon and you were doing the voiceover for yes. it, that second one, it was fucking good. Yeah. Like, it made that character. You understood what you were saying. I was hoping right. you did. I hope it wasn't so. You, you went out of it a little bit to go, ah, liberty. People got it. Yes. And I liked it. Todd, don't you see oh, Paul, is this how foolish you've been? To have waited so long to have me on your show. You have all these second string people. To <laughs> and no offense. Some of them are fans. Andy Kindler. He's great in his way. But I'm saying, <laughs> you get a guy like me. He's got more than one speed. This is how great things can be, Todd. Paul, can I tell you something? Welcome to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> can I tell you something? I think you're fucking right. And I'm yeah. not even joking around. Yeah, yeah. This is fun because I get to we'll listen, take, listen, listen. I heard you early on, like eh, some people they're played out on podcasts. I don't want to have the played out guests. I knew that was about me. Of course, I know. That <laughs> no, no, I don't say that. I said I think people. I'm always afraid to call people. Isn't it funny how you're, even when I say what I said, you're going to go. You're right. You did say that. I said I always feel people are podcasted out, so I'm afraid to call my friends that I want on it because I'm afraid they're podcasted out. Meaning that it's them. They're afraid that they are being asked to do too many podcasts. Yeah. I, not that the podcast community is like again with this person. No, not at all. Because uh, th- uh, hold on, I want to make sure I'm answering your question right. I was afraid. I'm being so honest right now that maybe. I don't know who goes, oh, I hate doing the podcast. They like them, but then they don't, so I'm afraid. Can I tell you something? I took that the wrong way, and I feel like Ebenezer Scrooge on Christmas Day. Oh, wow. And we'll take a break. (laughs) We'll be right back with Paul F. Tompkins. Paul, pause it. Do you want to pick a song that every time we go to break we play? Would there be one, but it's got to have a good, like, boom? Oh, that's tough. That's Apple, tough. peaches, pumpkin pie. Oh, that's a good song. Sure. <laughs> Is that a real song? Yes. Would you like me to pick that song? No, no, I want you to pick one. That wasn't <laughs> nice what I just did. I want you to pick something. So out of all the songs that exist, 
if I could just think of one right now. Hold on, pause it. And it would be like this. Uh, Everybody laugh. (laughs) Paul F. Tompkins is our guest. We'll be right back. It was a simpler time. It was, right? All right. So People uh, knew their place. That's true. Yeah. Paul, I, I have this something that I'm going to talk about, but you, you always get nervous when you... When you are, did we cap everything, by the way? Like, was there any, any loose threads? Is there anybody out? I don't think out? so. Anybody? I don't think so. Everything's good? Okay, because sometimes people are listening and they go, oh, they never went back, but I think we're doing a good job It's frustrating today. as a listener. It is frustrating. Mm-hmm. It is frustrating. Um, did that... Oh, by the way, I did, real quick, I did um, Wit's show on Sunday. Power violence. It's a 40-seat little, th- it's like a movie theater if it was 40 seats. Very simple. Wid, did you say? Wit. Wit. No, not oh, legendary okay. Wid. Uh, that's in Philadelphia, Wid. This was right. Wit, and I did his power violence show, and it was so much fun. And he, he, for some reason, out of nowhere, he goes, Did you ever hear of old man Withers? And I go, no. He goes, he ate at that restaurant and died 25 years later. <laughs> it made me laugh all night because get it like there's no like you're well I don't know if it had to do with that restaurant. I then. don't. I don't. I, there's a lot that I did not catch about that. I don't know who Wit is. Wit is a comedian. Okay. Has a, well, uh, he he sort of puts together a comedy night. Okay. Once a week, and we were hanging outside, and there was a restaurant there, and we were talking about people that go, you know, make like oh that place is haunted, and it's yes, not. Yes, and yes. he goes, you ever hear of old man Withers? Anyway. But there was another thing in there that I'd never heard before, but seemed to be common knowledge. If you thought it, somebody else listening thought it. So let's put some, let's take it <sighs> second so Let's here. go back. You were, so you did which show? 40 Seat Theater. Mm-hmm. 40 Seat. 42. Where is it? 42. Oh, I wish there was a weird detail Where in there. Where is it? That... It's in, it's on, it's, it's on, on Santa Monica. Santa Monica Boulevard. Near Will Cox. A wit is loving that we're uh, <laughs> stopping at this point and just, he's like, how many times are they going to say wit? Would I know Wit? Um, I don't think you'd know him. Hmm. No, off, 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 Mike. Can you shut the mics off? Mm-hmm. He's off. he's a little bit of a loose cannon. I turn him back on. Is he related to Bob Zaney? <laughs> no. Why? Wit. Oh no, no. Zaney. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> By the way, I was I did not know that wasn't his real name. Wit. No. Zaney. Oh, Bob Zaney. Bob Zaney. <laughs> For only about a year, I wasn't thinking. <laughs> All right. So listen. I Let's wish I listen. could remember. So let's move forward here. Yes. I have something. Ever forward. I, I, I hope, I'm very curious to hear your opinion on this. Oh. But it's been happening a lot lately. Do you, I don't think, I'm going to say the way I feel first instead of leaving, you know, an open, you know, like I make you go first and then I could, you know what I mean, which I always think is wrong. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> what was the story you told me once about someone you felt baited you in the car? Oh, yes. <laughs> go ahead, tell that. Tell As that. A mutual friend of ours from way back when. Uh, I was like, hey, let me ask you a question. Do you think Frank Sinatra is a racist? And I said, "Well, you know, I think he's a product of his time, and you know, I don't, I don't think he would have considered himself a racist or think that he was doing anything wrong. But you know, I think there was there was probably behavior that was not so uh, not so great, you know, by mm-hmm. today's standards. That you know, it's not good stuff. He went, you're wrong. He's far from a racist. And then he like listed all these <laughs> organizations that he contributed to and all that. It's like, well, why'd you? What well, a weird <laughs> yeah, baiting you. So we yeah. were we playing that. Hey, let me ask you a question." You think uh, the uh, the funny bone in Minnesota? You think they uh, should fix a few things around that club to make it better? Well, there's probably yeah. You you're know, wrong. Oh, 
Yeah, like, don't do that. <laughs> like, you know, uh, it's funny, but indirectly, the Frank Sinatra thing is something, I'll, I'll start there and then we'll lead back to what I wanted to talk about. When you watch those old things of Frank Sinatra and like Sammy Davis uh, Jr. was, they would make jokes about, hey, Sammy, shouldn't you be up in the room shining our shoes? Yeah. I'm sure you, you watch it and you defend it. You go, oh, it's a different time. It was a different time. But I don't know if I don't know if defend is the right word. I think you you just you process it in rationalize your brain. it. You rationalize it. Yes, you and rationalize it and you let it go so you can continue to enjoy the enjoyable parts of it. Right, right. You know. And here's my point with that. Uh, I'm sure. Well, first of all, some people would say, yeah, but Sam, Frank did. It's either right or wrong. If if other kind acts were done, it doesn't replace it. it doesn't mean you can't forgive and enjoy yeah. other things. But I I always don't like when people say. Because I think that's the attitude of like, uh, you know, he was also the first guy that uh, wouldn't work certain hotels. I, if I, you know, if I get the gist of the story, right? Mm-hmm. Frank said, no, if I'm not coming in, if Sammy can't come in. Right. But that doesn't mean you do one act of kindness and then you could like, you know, hey, Sammy. It doesn't give you that. The act of kindness does not give you license to do this horrible right. thing. And even though I watch it with some other people, I watch it sometimes like with my nieces and my nephews because we love looking at old clips. And I go to explain it to them. Like, oh, it's a different time. It was a different time. But I thought <clears throat> there was some other musician back then. I'm just, I'll make it up, a jazz musician or somebody mm-hmm. hip that watched that and went, I know, it's their way of playing with it and, and, and they get it. But it was hipper even in that moment. They went, eh. it's their way of joking, but it, it, it's not, it wasn't right. And it's, it even then knew it. So yeah. that's how I try to think of my comedy today. Like, I want it to stand the test of time. I, want, I don't want someone to have to watch my comedy in 30 years and then defend me and go, no, 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 no. He was yeah. great. It was a different time. If that happens, that's great. But wouldn't it be better to do comedy where no one needs to do that? You're like, no, it's still it was it was it it, it doesn't need an explanation. You don't have to explain anything George Carlin ever said. You never have to not, defend. Not, not like that. I would right. say not yeah. not social yeah, yeah. not social stances right. on issues. Yes, yeah. because do you give? I always think with comedy, like when because here's how it all started. So I said on the podcast, and I wish I wrote the guy's name down that something has to be funnier than it is mean. Now I know that that's tremendously a gray area of if it's funnier than it's mean but i don't like when people give and i'm I'm gonna go out if you disagree like genuinely i want to hear your you know what i would say i would say it's not so much that it has to be funnier than it is mean it's that if you're going to do a thing that can be construed as mean or uh prejudiced or or homophobic or sexist you better be making such a great point such a great point in such an entertaining way that it's worth it. Not a joke. You know what and, I mean? And by the way, bef- yes, I do. Like, and- you can do that sat- because satire is a tricky thing. It, you better be the, – the point of satire is not just like, hey, look at this dumb behavior. It's like you're also – you're trying to make a point, you know? So you better make a great point. It better right. be worth it if you're going to use certain words, if you're going to use certain language, if you're going to if you're going to take if you're going to assume a certain character. Right. Boy, oh boy, you better be making a good point. Okay. First of all, I love what you're saying already because it's uh, you know it's 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 well I was going to say I love it because it's down the lines of what I think, but it, you know if you I'm sure if you felt differently you would sell your opinion and maybe somewhere along the way on this discussion you will disagree and that's when you'll 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 bring clarity to it. But exactly what you just said is sort of what we said that you know it's so easy to say like I don't give comedy a blanket it's comedy i think you have to go whoa 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 situation by situation sometimes i side with the comedian i go no that was a great joke and the audience misunderstood it but sometimes i side with the audience sometimes i don't think politically when people go everyone's so politically correct now i don't think that's always bad no it's not always bad and by the way Uh, let me just let me just no no no, go ahead okay because i remember a comedian when he did a joke about someone breaking into the house 
he used a black person's voice. And years, and by the way, I hate to say it, in 1980, the audience didn't gasp in horror. No. But what happened is... Didn't ev- think twice about it. Eventually they did. Yeah. Or a friend did. They went, whoa. And that guy calls that, the audience is, oh, they're getting so PCA. PC. Is that the word, mm-hmm. PC? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I went, well, no, it, you have to go situation by situation. That's why I hate when people go... Oh, you can't say that. Next, you won't be able to make somebody with a red sweater. No, no. Then we'll defend you. It's joke <laughs> exactly. by joke. And yeah. and I always think that. And by the way, the, the thing that it bothered me is I realized I've done it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes on this show, I think because I've set my opinion uh, that I'm, you know, my, my views are so crystal clear mm-hmm. that I can make a joke the other way. And it's okay. Now, I'm not positive. I know amongst my friends when I'm sitting around a fire pit at my house, I can say anything I want because I'm with yes. three friends. Yes. But I don't want to do that anymore. And I'm not sure how I feel about it. But if some – because, you know, recently just, you know, what I talked about on the Mark Marin show, I started to think about I'm begging people not to, to, to rethink what they do. And I go, that includes me. And I thought if someone listened to the podcast, there were some things I did along the way. And I went, yeah, that probably wasn't – I, I didn't have to do that just because you, 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 you know, uh, someone might listen out of, they might not listen. They, I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say. Yes. 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 Because the line we walk is there's the, there's the, the comfort of familiarity that we have with each other. And then there's total strangers mm-hmm. that we get up on stage in front of. And you mustn't assume no matter what point you get to in your career where you have a following, where you have an audience, where you can walk out on the stage at UCB and everybody knows who you are. You must not assume everybody knows who you are and everybody knows everyone knows your secret soul. You cannot assume that because you say something in front of one person in that audience in a tiny place like the UCB. If there's one person in that audience who hears somebody say, uh, you know, the, the, the slur for gay people, and they don't know who you are, and they hear that, and they hear everybody laugh at it. That's horrible. They hear somebody say the N-word, and everybody's laughing at it, and they don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. You know what I mean? It's not you're – not, you're not fully making whatever point you're going to make. You're, and, I'm good. And I, I feel like the, the, the danger there is that it's this laziness that creeps in where you, you make – you as the performer are making assumptions, which you cannot do. We can't make assumptions. We can't assume everybody's going to know what I mean. Our our whole thing is I'm going to assume people don't know what I mean, and I have to phrase this in a certain way mm-hmm. that is uh, that makes my point, but it's still entertaining. Right. Because what makes us you laugh, can't take anything for granted. What makes us laugh around the fire pit when we have that twisted sense of humor is we know what you said. The, I like you all know each other. You all know each other, and so so the thing is when people go, oh, it's comedy. And the red shirt thing forever. I've heard so many people, oh, you won't be able to make – I love saying it. It's cathartic for me. No, no. T- take it easy. When, when, when you make fun of someone's red shirt and then the audience gasp, we'll go, no, fucking dumb audience. Yeah. But it's not – you don't get a blanket statement. Yeah. And I always said you have the responsibilities. Now, I'm going to make this really clear because I thought about this today a little. This is not about what comedians should or shouldn't be able to do. If somebody said comedians shouldn't be able to do it, I'd go, go fuck yourself. Comedians should do whatever they want to do and mm-hmm. never should they be stu- – anything they want to do. But now this conversation is – Creatively, if you want to be respected, what should you do? If somebody doesn't agree, I would never say, oh, they shouldn't be able to do that. Everybody should do exactly fucking what they want on stage. But if you want to have this discussion and, you know, now what would be what would make you a better comic? What would make you a better wordsmith? Are the jokes you, you have the same responsibility? Is it worth it? Right. Oh, hold it, on. How? Yeah. Okay. How? You have the same responsibility on stage. I think 
forget about even as an entertainer. How about as a, at a party? Yeah. Would you go to a party and go up to five people you never met that don't really know your opinion and say something? No, you wouldn't because you it's out of context. Yeah, it's not fun. It's not hilarious unless they know what's in your soul. Yeah, and and also, what is the joke you're making? Like, I love when people act like. What they're saying is social relevant. You know, it's like, oh, the man won't let you won't be able to say anything anymore. And they're making like we've talked about before uh, bad fat jokes, which I think that's one that I've done on the show. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to make uh, if I have a story that involves someone that's heavy, that is at least from a different perspective. And and, and, and there's always exceptions. Mm -hmm. But I always feel like going to the one that's always up in arms. (laughs) Right. You don't go to the people always go to the exceptions. I want to go. You're not the exception. Yeah, I, I watched your act. Right, right, right. Your, your midget jokes. <laughs> your, your jokes about little. Well, I'm using midget because in the negative context, yes. I know. I know everyone's a little confused about that. Can we I are, actually hold, hold on. Let me just, and then I swear I'll, I'll let you, um, let you uh, 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 interject. Ask a yeah, yes, yes. So the jokes, you know, that you're making are from the. They're not even unique jokes from an interesting perspective. You're yes. you're making fat jokes or midget jokes or that any fucking idiot could make. Yes. So when you watch that Sinatra stuff and he goes, Sammy, shouldn't you be in my room shining my shoes? By the way, just so you know my perspective on this, up till about a week ago, I always would tell my niece and nephew, no, no, it was a different time. It was a different time. That's not even a joke. That's the same joke that every fucking idiot walking down the street made back then when they maybe yes. saw a black person who go, hey, shouldn't you be shining my shoes? Yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't anything even clever. It was yeah. not only was it racist, but it was racist from the same bucket of bullshit racism that any fucking idiot There's done. people using that same, like saying that same thing about our president right now. And in all earnestness, like they're not, there's some people that are saying it as a joke and kind of meaning it. And there's some people that are just flat out saying it. Yes. Like that's how, that's, that's how, that's how slowly the wheels turn, even though they do turn. That's how slowly the wheels turn. But I also feel that, um, yeah, go ahead, Daniel. I'm sorry. No, no, no. No, finish your point. Well, that it's, it's, you, you got to look at this stuff and, and say more than, it was a different time. Um, you have to say it was a different time and they didn't, you know, people should have known better. Not they didn't know any better. People should have known better. And a lot of people did. A lot of people did. And a lot yes. of people did. And, you know. Oh, and there's also like the, there's no evidence to support we are allowed to say less and less and less as history has advanced. Do you know what I mean? Well, there's the, th- that's a really good point. People would love, I think, usually people that are. Uh, the ones usually doing the same old crap act like, oh, you can't say anything anymore. Well, yeah, you can. I I saw the 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 pilot of Two Broke Girls, right? Oh. And in the first <laughs> minute of the show, and I have I, I just watched the pilot. In the first minute of the show, one of the characters, you know, one of the main the lead characters, says to these guys um, uh, something. She's like making fun of the way they're dressed, and she says, "Oh, that makes my vagina dry up." This is on network television, so it's like this I'm sound. not gonna I'm not gonna debate. Yeah, I'm not gonna debate the 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 merits of of the joke or whatever. It's like, can you imagine, Todd, when you and I were kids, like that being said on network television in prime time, unimaginable. Un- like somebody would get sued or put in jail for putting something like that on television. Mm-hmm. So it's like. We're not in danger uh, right now of losing our free speech to say offensive things. Right, like that's right, right, that's right. happening plenty. Yeah, you well, know I, I think mean? where the misconception is for a lot, like, and I usually think it's for the- humor's sake. By the way, for what it's worth, I've never heard great comedians, funny authors, 
uh, progressive thinkers of our time complain about political correctness. That's exactly That's a great point. What I was going to say. That's a great it's, point. It's a comedian or not even. I was. A, I was also going to say that. No, 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 Paul. In all fairness, I was going to say it. I saw the. I'm, no, no. I know. I know, Paul. I was doing a bit too. No, we're all, look, we're all doing bits. No, no, I was doing a bit before you were doing a bit. I, I've been doing a bit since I walked in here. I'm oh. so glad you said that because it, I had it in my head and then I wanted to talk about that. Yes, you're, that's so right. It's like it's usually the comedian or not even comedian. I've, I'm sure this happens to people, regular people. You're at a party mm-hmm. and you say something amongst your friends that thought were seemingly the same as you. Mm-hmm. And what happens is I'm, I'm trying to give a good example. Whatever it is, maybe something racist, homophobic, sexist comes out of your mouth. And then all of a sudden, even with your friends, and they go, you say something, they go, whoa. And then you walk away from that, not going, oh, my God, the world's changing. You're like, oh, it was those fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. Then it happens again a week later because you don't change your, your – you just do it again. You thought it was those guys. Oh, Jesus, I can't say fucking this or that or I can't say – and then it happens again. They're the people that go, oh, you can't say anything anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No, people <laughs> – so that's why I think like – you know, I don't when, – when the political correctness uh, – I go case by case. I think that's the – I just love saying that because yeah. it's like going, yeah – Sometimes the audience is right. Not every time an audience goes, oh, in gasp of horror. Sometimes you go, yeah, you go to the Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis and you say something incredibly sexist, racist. That audience is going to gasp. And they're right for gasping. And when they're not, then I'll go fucking stupid. You know, that audience collectively wasn't right. (laughs) That's right. But I'm not. And by the way. No one says you don't have the right to do it. This is a discussion. Well, about that's creativity. another thing. That's, what I, that's, that's what another I, thing. When, you have like the Tracy speech. Morgan, when Tracy Morgan did that thing about if my son told me he was gay, I would stab him. Mm-hmm. You know, and people got upset about that. And then there are people defending him like he's a comedian. It's like, okay, yeah, he's a comedian, but you have there are consequences to the things that you say. And they're not. It's not always going to be laughter. So if you say something like that, like if my son told me he was gay, I would stab him. There might be plenty of people to laugh at that, but there's going to be plenty of people that are upset, and they have a right to be upset, and they have a right to express their opinion. Right. And, and also, that, and it doesn't, so I don't, think, I don't think anybody should be saying, like, oh, everybody shut the fuck up. He's a comedian. It's like, no, this is what you get. Like, right, right. you say Paul, something like that, there's going to be a reaction. That's why I love playing a little dumb when somebody does that, when they go, because they love having the fake argument. Because, yeah. because, because they're, an, they're arguing something you're not arguing. And yeah. I love to go, oh, almost like fake confused, I go, Oh, is somebody saying he shouldn't be able to say that? Yeah. I go, oh, I don't feel that way. Then I go, repeating what I said a minute ago. Oh, my God. Fucking say whatever you want. My conversation's just on whether it's clever or not. Yeah. Can we continue this? Because, <laughs> right. oh, my God. By the way, if anybody ever tells a comedian uh, that they shouldn't be able to say anything and you have a petition you want me to sign to tell everyone to shut the fuck up, I'll sign it. Right. Okay, now can I continue my conversation about what <laughs> exactly. he said, whether it was intelligent or smart? Yeah. And, you know— I always say this before. You know, everyone claims that everyone else is so sensitive. But when it's th- they, they are sensitive. It, with what's going on in the, in the world today, and I'm not positive. I know some good comedians defended Tracy on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only heard it through hearsay. I heard that line. I didn't hear it, But I thought if somebody showed up to a party and their wife had just been raped or they had just been raped – wouldn't you ease up on maybe a rape joke that normally you could get away with? Like, you know, like, like I'll give you an example. Like, if I saw an old lady walking down the street in broad daylight, sometimes it's funny to just go, oh, my God, look, she's trying to get raped. The, the, the lunacy of it, the craziness of it, the barbaricness of it makes your friends laugh. But I wouldn't do that in front of my friend that just had that happen or a girl and go, oh, he's so sensitive. I can't right. even make jokes anymore. Yes. So with what's going in the world today yeah. with children killing themselves, exactly. maybe it, that would have been – not even in the gray area. Yeah. You know, 
to say, nah, probably don't need to say that. Was that so fucking funny and brilliant and diligent? Was it worth it? Was it worth right. it? Was it worth it? And by the way, I'll even give it if it was in the gray area. Mm-hmm. Is it even in the gray area whether that was <laughs> worth it? Because if it's in the gray area, you know what I say? Leave him the fuck alone. Yes. Leave him. It's in the gray area. Back the fuck off. Or is it in the absolutely... Come on, really? By now the way, look, some good comedians of, disagree us, with us. You well, know that. I, I know, but look, neither of us have heard the bit in its entirety. Let's just assume it was an awesome bit mm-hmm. that needed that phrase to be in there and made a fantastic point. Like we hear, we go, in all fairness. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, is, there, is there any circumstance hearing that whole bit where you, where you would say like, eh, you know what? Yeah. That's actually pretty funny. And... It was totally worth it. And, and to say one more thing about this, I want to bring it back to me because uh, as far as because I think that's the lesson learned when you can look at yourself. And I did today. I really thought about these podcasts that I've been doing. And I thought, you know what? I've done it. Mm-hmm. I've done it. And I We've thought all done it. there's still fucking plenty to talk about. Absolutely. Without doing a joke that's not even unique. And, you know, to me, when, when something makes sense, it always makes sense. So let's say, you know, do you really my big one I go to for some reason, it drives me fucking bonkers. Uh, is the uh, when people make fun of uh, uh, I want to use the proper term every time I go across it we don't know do you know the proper term it's little people right little people yeah what, little can people. I ask why that's less offensive than midget that is what they would like to be called that's really and, and yeah, yeah you know my what, theory on that if that's what they want to be called no, then, yes yes then call, yes, yes. call them that it's right. just absolutely that simple the other term packs such a punch of hateful negative if they want to clear the slate and come up with a new word. I, that's yes, wh- I that's why I, you can. My name is Robert, but I would prefer that you call me Bob. It's just like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. if you would insist upon calling that person Robert, you would be a colossal dick. Yeah. I had a friend <laughs> named Harrison, and he mm-hmm. wanted people to call him Harrison, and they would call him Harry, and it drove him fucking oh, yeah. nuts. Absolutely. I sort of understand. One's the coolest name in the world, one's not. <laughs> so uh, Did anyone call him Sonny? <laughs> Old ladies. People do it with me. People go Sonny. with uh, Danny all the time sometimes. And I see it as a subversive act. Let, let me, Danny. Well, okay, I. Oh, will they ask you if that's okay? Or they'll just go. Or like if it's they too much go, trouble oh, to call yeah. you Daniel. Is Danny okay? <laughs> I think the I average person that would go to say, "Oh, you can't say anything more." My new favorite thing is going to be, "Oh, what's the joke you're having trouble with?" <laughs> with any tone in my voice, yeah. I think it came out of their mouth. They'd start. I'm, I bet I'm pretty close. Yeah. Ah, it's not the best joke. Ah, all right. Yeah. I bet they go there because as it came out of their mouth, they go. They would realize this is what you're fighting over. Yeah. And oh, so what I was saying about the little people jokes, but I will use the term that's used when they talk about them. When they go midgets, it's if someone could go. Well, he does a joke about midgets, and you thought that was funny. Yeah, maybe if it was a joke about an honest experience, maybe you had sex with a little person and, and it was a, you were nervous and it led to a good, a funny story mm-hmm. that's humorous. Yeah, there's always exceptions, but back to what, back to what I said. But uh, your not, joke yeah. ain't the fucking yeah. exception. But yes. you, ha- you have to be an artist to paint that picture. You right. have to be Louis C.K., Paul F. Tompkins, Todd Glass, you oh, know, to paint. Yes. You are a wordsmith. I mean, come well, on. Well, I try in Wait, my way. Uh, you have to. It's hard. It's hard to make a, a, a real story and then like a hard, you know, like a real heartfelt joke that has something to do with that person, who, who they are, but it's also real. That's hard. So you just want to yeah. say midgets you know, are short or whatever it is and get well, a laugh. Well, if that's the punchline, if that word is the punchline, you know, it's like, which so often it is. The joke, yeah, the that, joke I'm talking about the, is how yeah, they walk. If, if the thing is going to fail without saying that word, you know, or how they, oh my God. You've, you haven't seen it? Yeah, hold on, hold on one second. The, yeah, that's the joke. If that, and I go, really? That's all you fucking got? I've said this a million times, so I don't right. want to say it again. But, but so... 
you know, going back to what the listener said, and then we are going to actually take the first probably real break of this show because Daniel's got to pee. No fucking around. This um, is a real break we're coming up against. Um, the, the question was, you know, can, uh, you know, asking me to bring a little more clarity to, you know, what is funnier than it is. I think the bottom line is you just heard three people, I think, discuss it in a way that we're not trashing the mere thought of the thought of thinking was that meaner than it was funny hey we're always going to be in different pages of oh and no, i defend that i don't but the fact that three people stood in a room and went yeah no comedy doesn't give it a blanket statement i think should answer the that listener's question or the tweeter's question uh it's it's worth discussing because sometimes uh the comedian i think is eh, you're a wordsmith it's you're only, a fucking wordsmith yes. and that's the best you can do it's not only worth discussing it's an ongoing discussion that will really never end right you know, it's going to be it's going to be a thing that's going to be with us uh for, for as long as there is comedy, right. for as long as there right. is satire. Because you know? this discussion will lead to better comedy, or yeah, forget hopefully. about even comedy, it'll lead to better people off, you know, even off stage. What won't lead to anything good is, oh, come on, everybody relax. <laughs> exactly. We'll take a break. <laughs> this is the number one radio show. Oh, it flew by. That's the first part. Here I am. I'm with you. I'm going to talk you through this. The next episode, it's going to be great. We talk about a lot. Um, so listen next Friday, the 10th of February. I'm, I'm bringing you down. That was the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Okay. Now this is it. We have to say goodbye. Are you going to be okay? Are you going to be okay? You are? Do you want me to keep talking a little longer? Do you want me to? Um, what else can I tell you? I think you're going to be all right. All right, we're going in. We're almost there. It's almost ready to end. Probably have another 10 seconds. <sighs> all right. See you next Friday. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Thank <laughs> you.